All right, episode 33 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Janon, and with me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. That's right, Trav. Again, it is episode 33, the Larry Bird episode. Oh. You, that's pretty good. Bird, man. Again, this is the Hot Grits Podcast, bought, brought to you by Coach's Corner on Victory Drive. Uh, go check out those Honey Dijon barbecue wings, man. I keep telling you guys, but they are the best wings in Savannah. Also, that breakfast on Monday through Friday, 6 to 10.30 a.m., John Henderson and Coach's Corner, you guys already oh, yeah. know. Uh, another week, Spencer, lots to talk about, but most notably, that the, just, can we just get the Falcons out of the way quickly? Yeah, like, give me a minute 30 on the Falcons, that's all I want to... Okay, so I put a bet in for the Falcons to win the Super Bowl. You said that you knew it was going to happen before it happened. How did you know? That you were going to make a bet on it? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. I don't know, dude. Your futures guy bet. I don't really want to talk about your futures bet anymore. (laughs) Like, I'm fucking futures bet out. Fuck that, dude. Listen, listen. You tell me not to talk about my bets, and then when I talk about my bets, you're like, fuck. Can we laugh at the Falcons losing to the Lions again? Like, the way they lost it. Todd Gurley scored a touchdown and and got, you know, ridiculed. Nothing. They can't do anything right, man. The poor Falcons. And then on top of, you know, all of it, it's Matt Stafford. Back, in, like the only yeah. big game that Stafford's ever won in the state of Georgia was yeah. on Sunday afternoon against the Falcons. Dealing. And uh, at least they become one one step closer to the number one overall pick. But Have you ever heard of a team losing like that? Like, well, the the reason the fans are blaming them, scoring a touchdown like that? Yeah. Oh, the, dude, the Falcons have crossed it all off the list. But I am pleasantly surprised. Not a lot of offensive coordinator guy this year. Not yeah. a lot of fire the well, OC, fire the OC. The play calling's terrible. That's clearly not what the problem is. The problem is like a mental block. Yeah, rarely is it the problem, um, I, in my opinion, at least. Um, the, okay, so the Falcons suck. Check. We've, we've <laughs> got that off the board. They played Thursday night. Cannot wait to see how they mess that up Thursday night. Um, but, you know, either way, whatever the Falcons do, it's going to be hilarious. That's what I'm content on, and they're, they're becoming must-watch. Who do they got this Thursday? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Does it matter? No, they're going to lose. It's a divisional game. I'm going to go Panthers. I think I bet them again. Oh, it is Panthers. I, I think I bet them again, dude. Sup, Trav? Double down on that. Uh, You know what else we should talk about is the World Series and the shenanigans that went on with the World Series. We're recording this on Wednesday, October 28th, and dude. the World Series Game 6 wrapped up. Uh, barely. Let's just go in order. Game four was nuts, dude. The, the World Series was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But game four was insane. The craziest ending to a baseball game. Like, what was that? I promise you, most of America was not watching when it went down. I mean, most no. of America nowadays, though, like you, they see the play within three minutes of it happening. Yeah. Because you're, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook or something, and boom, you can just find it, click over, stream it. But like... I bet most of America wasn't watching live. I tuned in games four, five, and six. I basically set my alarm. When the sixth inning started, I was tuning in. Yeah. That's when I started watching the baseball games because there was so much else going on. Especially, I think game four was a Saturday night, wasn't it? Is that college football? Yes. Was it Saturday night? Game four was a Saturday night. Okay, so that's like... Pretty sure. Well, either way though, the ending of that game had like four errors at once and I thought it couldn't get crazier. But game six was... In and of itself, perfectly, like, legit, clean, worthy World Series game. Right. Through six innings. And then all hell broke loose. 
there's well, through a, five, right? Because of the big okay, decision. through five, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, we got it coming from all angles here. The Blake Snell, Kevin Cash, manager of the Rays, sabermetrics guy versus guts guy. Love that about baseball. We'll get into that in a second, okay? <laughs> then I mean, look, but look, stats guy versus guts guy, an all timer. We can do we can do that for days, and we will. But there was also the whole thing of Justin Turner, the third baseman and number three hitter for the best team in baseball being pulled in the seventh inning of a game six of a clinching World Series game because of a positive test. The positive test What returned, a year, dude. It came back in the seventh inning of the final what year, game. What a year. So do they just test them before every game and they like rushed it just to make sure? What? Who knows? That's crazy. And the thing is... There when, had to be some kind of like testing error that we are not hearing about because... What's nuts is that a tweet from Bob Nightingale of USA Today, 608 consecutive negative COVID tests for playoff teams in the bubbles, multiple bubbles in the playoffs, 608 consecutive Spencer. And then on the final day, literally with an inning or two to spare, that's what they want us to believe. Manager Dave Roberts also has cancer or cancer survivor has beaten cancer. Like that's what's going on. Justin Turner's out there celebrating on the the way, the way it, the way it went down, how quick it was. Like they pulled him off the field. I mean, it has to like be like, it any other day it might have been like a false okay. positive, but they get a positive. He's on the field. They can't have that. Right. So they like, pull him. Yeah. And he quarantines for two innings. Then oh, the Do- but listen. Then the Dodgers win the World Series. He is back out. I on saw that. National I saw that. He was holding the TV without him or national TV without a mask. Yeah. Holding the World Series trophy that gets passed around to everyone. What on yeah. God's green earth are we doing? <laughs> like on national TV, it's just being paraded out there. Like how? I know you just won the World Series. I, but how could did that he, have be happening in front of our eyes? He had to have known. I mean, he got quarantined the field. for yeah, of course. They told. I mean, so he just didn't give a shit. But, but I think no one so told him. The to word like go is back. That, the word is that baseball and the Dodgers or baseball mandated that Justin Turner immediately quarantine. Obviously pulled from the game yeah. immediately quarantine, and Justin Turner reportedly did so. And then when the Dodgers won, he couldn't contain himself. Manager Dave, and understandably so, the Dodgers just won the World Series. They have to be saved from themselves. They're too emotional. They're, they're not going to control it themselves. Baseball would have to tackle Justin Turner. Just an all-time shit show. Yeah, for real. And thank you, baseball, though, because at the beginning, we thought <laughs> we thought that it might not happen, and... Let's let's try and talk about the actual game as much as possible. I'm so sick of COVID, but yeah, you're right. That that was legendary, n- though. Yeah, I mean that's insane. Do you, you don't blame Justin Turner at all there? Like I don't know, dude. I'm not I gonna like, sh- shame, but it feels s- stupid. Really like, stupid. Tone deaf. If you're gonna celebrate, this sounds terrible. Do it in private, like in the clubhouse. It either sounds really can, stupid or no like really, really in, in this kind of goes hand in hand with stupid, like really stubborn, like. He's if he's gonna be he's stu- anti-COVID guy and he just like stuck to his guns too much. If in, he's like, gonna an be stubborn moment. though, you gotta yeah. you gotta be stubborn about staying in the lineup, not about getting on the field to kiss your wife and hold the trophy. He probably didn't know why he was coming out. No whenever. way he gets pulled without being told. No, no, no. Think- At first, like whenever they're like, you gotta come out, like go back to the locker room or something. They'll tell you there. You know Maybe. what I mean? I mean, then he's gonna know like right away. He's like, I'm not hurt. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my turn in the lineup. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's not Blake Snell gets pulled. Yeah, he gets pulled. Early, dude. <laughs> 73 pitches. And then the world just lets loose on right. Ray's manager, Kevin Cash. Before, before we get into this, 
just hypothetical. I mean, it, it already happened, but if manager does something that directly loses you the World Series and you're the GM, do you fire that guy immediately? Like, not immediately, but do you fire that guy even though he got you to the World Series? Mm, I mean, no, but it's a case by case basis. Like, the name you hear a lot in terms of Kevin Cash and Blake Snell and what happened and what didn't happen uh, in game six is Grady Little and Pedro Martinez. From 2003, when, when Grady Little famously went out there to pull Pedro, Pedro talked him into letting him stay. Yeah. Yankees tied up. Then Aaron Boone, six innings later, wins it with a walk-off, right? Grady right. Little immediately fired, and he immediately <laughs> took out Pedro Martinez after he had allowed a bunch of runs. What Blake Snell did was get pulled the same time that he always got pulled. The Rays are the most sabermetrically inclined, maybe the most sabermetrically inclined team in professional sports. And look where it's gotten them. It got them the number one seed in the American League. They're perennially over, they overperform every year. They're always consistent. And they do the, and they, that's what they do. They use the openers. They were the first. Yeah, but it's your Cy Young. He was, what was it? 70 pitches in? 73 pitches. 73 pitches in. He was dealing the whole game. And I mean, dude, you win that one. You got a game seven. You got an actual chance to win. I get it. I get it. I think Kevin Cash made a mistake. Yikes. But here's the, but the thing is like the Rays did not go off brand by pulling Blake Snell. If anything, if they would have left Blake Snell in the game. Yeah. That would have been off-brand. I think it, they should have, obviously, looking back. But, I mean, my thing is they brought in a middle reliever, Penny. And yeah. I know you weren't glued in on it, but they yeah. didn't bring in the ace closer, all right? They brought in, like, a middle reliever. Think, like, well, I had, Chris Martin or A.J. Minter for the Braves. I had like, the bet, I had the bet that you absolutely clowned me for riding on it. So, I mean, yeah, cool. I was I was paying a little bit of you attention. You pride yourself that you bet the Dodgers. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Honestly, I was rooting against it at a certain point. You know who will never be rooting against you? John Carr. John Carr Real Estate. <laughs> all John Carr does is root for you, and all he does is help you sell your house or help you buy your house. That's what John Carr does. John Carr Real Estate in Savannah. He's from Savannah, knows Savannah like the back of his hand, and he can help you with your real estate needs today. 912-228-0916. Go like his page on Facebook and Instagram. John Carr, you know him. You love him. Contact him today. Dude, Trevor Lawrence doesn't want to play for the Jets. Who does? No, I mean, no one. But if you're willing to go back to school and risk that for another year. Dude, what do you think Trevor Lawrence is like actual? I mean, forget COVID stuff and virtual classes. Is Trevor Lawrence living anything like a normal college student? Like he's getting so much. No, no. But I mean, this the old stigma still applies if he blows his knee out. You can get those insurance policies. I heard yeah, Jay there, Wood, are, there are. I heard Jay Williams talking about that today. Yeah, they did that all the way back with uh, what was that guy that came from Oklahoma way long time ago? It was a quarterback of the Rams for a while. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Yeah, but Sam I heard Bradford Jay had Williams like a $2 talking about dollar. Jay Williams really? was kind of the pioneer of it. True. Oh man, dude. And we were talking about. We were talking really, about. It still who didn't really work yeah. out for him. We were talking about who my favorite basketball player was before the pod, and I forgot about Jay Williams before the injury. Loved that guy. Tragic, yeah, tragic motorcycle like, injury. Brutal. What a dummy. But I don't remember the circumstances of it. I don't think it was like... He was drink, riding a motorcycle. It was wasn't it? like drinking in No, 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 no. But it's just like, man, maybe get inside something with like I mean, but protection. Like, I don't know if he hurt anyone else, but... 
No, he didn't. It was just himself, That's but just it was even gruesome. More. But he's injury. done pretty well for himself. Yeah. Jay Williams is a decent. I hate him as an analyst, but. Really? Yeah, not my favorite. He's on the morning show now with Keyshawn Johnson and that, that took uh, over Golik and Golik. Yeah. There's something weird and, well, no, weird's not the right word, uh, off-putting about Keyshawn Johnson breaking down any sort of baseball game or analyzing. Oh, it's extremely weird. Jay Williams, or Jay Williams talking about like strength of schedule in college football or something. It's extremely weird whenever there's this crossover. But I mean, it's... It's kind of like what we're doing. Like it's more like a general show. It's not like they're like breaking down. But they're. But, I mean, they're attempting they to for sure. Goal like, I mean, Mike Gold like, yeah. and Greenberg and, the, and even Wingo, yeah, had the ability to do that. Like it's still a little offset, off-putting to hear those two guys in the morning. Also, not a Mike Golick Jr. guy, just personally. You're not. No, I'm not a Mike Golick Jr. Nah. guy either. Nah, that not, ain't it. not for that shtick. Um. What else do we want to talk about? We can go to NBA, or we can go... Well, let, actually, let's finish up on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Because that was actually pretty interesting. Jets, Vikings, Falcons, Cowboys, some of the possible landing spots. Trevor Lawrence, this week, came out and said that he wasn't... I don't know the exact quote, but basically said that it's up in the air whether he's going to return to school or come out for the draft. So, Which in itself isn't that... Big of a deal that happened. But he said like, before the season started that this was his last season. Yeah, Clemson. yeah. So I mean, now he's, he's looking at things. the board. Yeah, he's seeing all these things unfold. Now, the, the, now the Texans are there, but they're not draft. They're not going to draft a quarterback. So yeah, no way. That to me would be the most fascinating thing. If what if the if the Falcons got the number one pick, they have to draft Lawrence, but you cannot draft Lawrence until Ryan's gone. No chance in hell that they're, those two guys will ever be in the building together. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's worked make in the past. Make a futures bet. Make a futures bet? No, I'm good on futures bet right now. Uh, uh, one and one for me. But, dude, I mean, they're already talking about getting rid of Matt Ryan. I mean, everyone's talking about getting rid of Matt Ryan. I don't know if but Artie if Blank Trevor actually Lawrence pulls the trigger on it, that, like, but. Jets, okay, I get that. Minnesota, like... I would I would come out for Minnesota. Like Minnesota's sure. not bad. Atlanta, he's got to like. I mean, he's from Cartersville. Think about that. The top two quarterbacks that are going to be taken this year, Fields and Lawrence, yeah, are both within driving distance of UGA, and neither one of them ever started. I, I just immediately took it as I don't want to go to the Jets. Like I, I think it was pretty obvious they're the leader in the clubhouse. Like nobody really expects them to get more than one or two wins this year. I don't. Like, I wouldn't play for the Jets. You know. <laughs> What about this? <laughs> Cowboys get Lawrence. Dak Prescott signs in the offseason with Atlanta. Matt Ryan to Minnesota. Cold weather quarterback from Boston College. Big hands. Arm strength. They just so wait, so it's like a three way. What do they do to get rid of Matt Ryan? They trade him to Minnesota? To Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Minnesota sends a copier. Maybe some cash considerations. There's no way Matt Ryan's going to command like a big market. After we've talked about it, like after one week, there's no way. Oh, and I thought about this, dude. Okay, right. I like where you got, yeah, yeah. you got some gusto here. <laughs> I thought about this. If you were to trade Matt Ryan, your expected return would be what? Like a third round pick? No clue. No, no clue? I, no I, clue. I, I was thinking. I think third sounds too high. If they're going to. The incentive of trading Ryan for the Falcons can only be. Yeah, to get the money off the books. R- regardless, regardless the pick, of the your pick return, won't be worth pick Ryan. pick whatever return you need. This isn't that. That's not really necessary for this fifth round example. Pick. All right, fine. 
All right, now pick whatever return you got for Julio Jones. Let's say a first-round pick. It's probably more than that, but let's say a first. A 2022nd and a 2021 second. All right. Now picture you're the GM of a team getting both of those guys. You get them at a pretty heavy discount, right? Because they've shown over the past like eight, I don't know how long Julio's been there, eight years, that it just doesn't work. Like it, yeah, but you, they're not the problem, but you're not going to be able It's to. almost like in your head, like if I were the GM of a team, like a good team, and I was ready to pull the trigger, I'm not getting both those guys. No way, even oh, if it's at a discount. Even if not. it's at a discount, I'm not. Of doing course it. not. But the thing is, like, who, if you cannot trade Julio Jones or get him off the books, his value or, or, like, he can be a Falcon forever and theoretically not block anybody coming in. Yeah. He could be a locker room guy. Okay. He could be a veteran receiver for whatever quarterback you bring in. I get that Julio would bring back more. Yeah. You cannot have two quarterbacks in the build. You can't have. You got to pick away, and and I honestly, think you have talk, to. You have to take. About before, I mean, you, you sort of owe Matt Ryan. I think. I mean, you don't owe him because it's a business. We know that. Yeah. But like, if you ever loved Matt Ryan, let him go. I mean, for real. S- like, send him off. I get why you wouldn't do it in season, but the day is coming. And I know a lot of Falcons fans don't want to hear that, but I think a lot of them know that. I don't know how it works with the contracts. If they could just cut him, it seems like there would be a lot of dead money there because he's got it. I mean, his yeah, extension. I think I mean, his I think his extension kicked in this year. So if they, they would have to get rid of him somehow, if they cut him, they would save themselves money, but they would cost themselves money. If they would cost sense. themselves like, money against it, the cap. It would cost them less than if he played for him. Yeah, but they would also still be paying for nothing, millions of dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. like tens of millions, tens of, of dollars. dollars. Yeah, he's got forty plus on the contract in total. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Do a little ad read. All right. On the other side of the break, we will have a little UFC analysis from Spencer. We'll talk more college football, including Georgia Southern's uh, wild season continuing on national TV last week and this week. Um, And then we'll also get into a few non-sports things. Stick with us on the other side of the break. All right. It's football season now, Spencer. No more basketball. No more baseball. So if you're in Savannah, that means one thing and one place. Coach's Corner on Victory Drive. That's right, Trav. So after you watch the Falcons break your heart, you can have a few, you know, one one or two beers. Come back the next day. Get your breakfast as well because they got breakfast now, don't they? Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 1030 a.m. Check them out now. 3016 East Victory Drive or 912-352-2933. You can like them on Twitter Facebook, and Instagram. And if you go, tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you. All right, welcome back to the Hot Grits Podcast. Spencer, are you with me? I am with you. You were doing that thing. I was doing that thing. Yeah, I was doing, yeah. Uh, I was also doing that thing that you do whenever you talk. I just look at my phone and don't listen. You guys wish you could see us right now. (laughs) Um, 33 episodes is nuts. We've talked about a lot of things, but I, I think, one of our staples to talk about is UFC. No, not really, but you're a UFC guy. I, I'm, dude, I'm becoming boxing guy. Like, boxing, like boxing MMA guy. But I'm I like UFC boxing MMA. Well, it, dude, UFC is, like, tough to watch. It's, so what happened like in the so world brutal. of UFC between episode 32 was, and this episode? Okay, so the current champion, Justin Gaethje, which I think he was actually, uh, what's it called, the interim champion uh, in lieu of Khabib. Khabib was the actual champion. They faced off... I don't know if you remember 
non-MMA guy, but I watched the fight recently. It was uh, Justin Gaethje versus Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson was supposed to fight Khabib that night, right? I so, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, but I didn't know He was a scratch. It. Because of COVID, he couldn't get to the fight for and whatever reason. the guy reason, that like did Russian. fight was like a lifer. Yeah, well, no, no, no. He was a legit contender. Like, he was a legit lightweight contender. He was uh, like 32-1 and one at the time or something and like what that. what was his name? Justin Gaethje. That's the guy okay, who okay, just okay, fought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he just kicked Tony Ferguson's ass, right? Uh, but Khabib, that, this is the same guy that beat uh, McGregor, if you do remember. Right. And they had, that, they had that big bust thing. So it, they this, fought this weekend. Yeah, this guy, this guy Khabib's a nut job. He's also considered the GOAT after this win this weekend. Khabib won. Yeah, Khabib won in the second round. I actually picked Gaethje because I was a big Gaethje fan. To was that win part of third. Fight Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't that start like in the middle of the day? Yeah, it was at 2 p.m. So weird, dude. And but then, it was awesome. It, like ran, waking, it felt like waking up and watching a golf turn, like the end of a golf tournament or something. Like that was the mood I was in. And how many total fights were there? Oh, Guess. I don't know. Estimate. I'm going to say 12, five. I'm going to say five on the main card and like four on the undercard. Okay. So let's put it at eight. How many were like a legit good fights that you thought were like, no, I didn't watch, I didn't watch any of the or like name versus name. Were there any other name brands on the, on the... No, not that I can remember. I think there was one other fight that was like kind of a big deal. I just wonder how successful it was. The oh, it was extremely thing. successful. It was the ratings and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, the best ESPN's done. Period on an MMA fight. Uh, it was, uh, but I mean, it was a huge name. Khabib, like coming out of semi-retirement, he's been in like no man's land. Not not really semi-retirement, but because of COVID, it was his first fight back in like I think a year and a half, maybe a year. I just think those kind of things with boxing and MMA now is not like a, they're not like introducing themselves anymore. I think those days are, it's an established power. Oh yeah. Okay. So I just think those kind of like title fights and name versus, they're just always gonna sell. They're all in boxing. There's always going to be an appetite. Well, dude, it dude. Or even in boxing, what was, uh. Fury, Fury Wilder. Yeah. Like when, when you have, and we talked about that on the podcast, like when you yeah. have two people that are so easily sold to the public, like against each other. Yeah. Like legit. Well, see, dude, that's the problem with boxing nowadays is boxing. Like those fighters have an incentive to stay undefeated. It's, it's, it's almost more like a show than it is like an actual competition. They have an incentive to stay undefeated because the, I mean, there's a bazillion undefeated fighters, right? And one loss looks so bad in boxing. Whereas in MMA, Conor McGregor, considered one of the best of all time in his weight class, has like seven or eight losses. Well, I, you know I, was, what I mean, like, do you think boxing is in a better state now than it was ten years ago? No, I think the big name fighters are making more money, but I think doesn't sport, it feel like they're trying to make it less? I, the whole thing with boxing is the pay per view. Mm-hmm. You can't like Mayweather, Pacquiao. You can put that on pay per view for a thousand dollars. That'll do fine. Yeah, everyone knows that. But the problem is we don't get to know the fighters yeah, it's before terrible. we pay 74. A guy like Canelo Alvarez, who did pretty well on a few big-time pay-per-view fights yeah. money-wise, like that guy was a legitimate fighter. Yeah, and he, people should have known him. He's still but they're just not pound for pound. 60. Like the, and I no, think ESPN's yeah. doing, a, like they're doing a decent job in the ESPN Plus, you know, for four bucks a month. Like there are some fights every now and again that are free. 
that you can watch a good fighter. Like you yeah. can pick a fighter. And well, like, they should there have are some guys. There should like the undercards that they feature now. That should be its own fight, and that should be on ESPN all the time. Like, yeah, that's how you should get to know those guys. Shakur Stevenson's my guy. They should Shakur Stevenson. Half guy. the fights that they attach to like a, a Mayweather McGregor, you know, like the bigger names or the the Fury and Wilder shouldn't be attached to that card at all. They should have their own card. It should be free. Those fighters can make money off of that. You know what I mean? But boxing's doing it all wrong. On the flip side, UFC has got it down, homie. I mean, it is such a good... It's tough for me to watch. I think it's so brutal that, like, as much as we know about concussions now, I don't think I'll ever be, like, big-time MMA guy. But it has, like... It's got my attention this year. I'll say that. And I'm a traditional big three sports guy. You know that. But, yeah. I mean, I've always liked boxing. Yeah. But oh, I've just I never boxing, been... I, I've never gotten the itch with UFC. And it's, I understand why people do, but, and I've watch, watched man. it. I've tried it. It's just not... I just don't... Yeah. I mean, it's is exciting, the, is I guess. the wrestling part for you? It's exciting in the yeah. back, like, but I'm just not going to follow it. You really? know what I mean? I'm not... Yeah, but like... I think a lot of people agree with you. I'll watch it, I guess. I, I mean, think a lot of people agree with you. And I think people that watch the big three sports tend to watch boxing more than MMA. I, can't, I mean, I don't have any statistics to back that up, but MMA guy tends to be MMA guy. You want some statistics? Yes. How Feed about me. how about 1970? Okay. 2020. Okay. That's 50 years. In between that Quick time, math, boy. Braddy Electric has just been dominating the electric industry in Savannah. Just sweeping up the competition, dude. Braddy Electric in Savannah, 1104 East 35th Street. Call them 912-232-3240. Uh, when you put up all your Halloween lights and your crazy goons and goblins in your front yard, before you set your yard on fire... Probably call Braddy Electric and, and have them figure out that uh, that one wire that you just keep taping. Yeah, dude, dude, don't do it yourself, man. Dude, you don't. You're not an electrician. No. I don't care how many YouTube videos you've watched. You're not an electrician. Call the professionals. They're clean cut guys. They'll come over. They'll get the job done. And you know they're, they're you know they're going to be good to you. They're a big name in the city. Clean cut gentlemen, pure and simple. Braddy Electric nine one two two three two thirty two forty. They've dominated the last fifty years. Like if you combine. Celtics and Lakers lore. You know what I mean? That's where they've been. Segway, Segway, Segway. Lakers, LeBron, NBA had an announcement. They're planning to start their season December 22nd. For reference, last year, between uh, the end of the 2019 <coughs> season, the end of the 2019 season, uh, and the beginning of the 2020 season. Or no, I'm sorry. The end of the 2018-2019 year. Okay. To the beginning of this past basketball season. Yeah, it should be. It's one, normally like four and a half months. One hundred and well, it was one hundred and thirty-one days from from the last game of the NBA yeah. Finals to report date. So four months and some change. That's this usually year, how it goes. This year, yeah, fifty-six. What? I mean, nobody's talking about this. They had that huge layoff between the end of the regular season and the start of the bubble. It's like that is true. Yeah, March. That never happens. I haven't either. heard anyone say that. No, no. Everyone's talking about how they just played all these games. Yada, yada, yada. LeBron's saying he's not going to play the first month of the season, but they had this huge layoff where. Damn, for all you guys keeping score, you finally get to put a tally in the Spencer column. Boom. What? What? Whoa, whoa, finally, dude. Nice take. I've been toasting you week to week out here, blessing folk. Remember that Austin Riley thing you said about if he gets in the cage and works on his launch angle? Yeah. Just, that was cool. Gets in the cage, works on his long launch angle, all that baseball guy stuff. The NBA is planning on playing a 72-game schedule starting three days before Christmas Day, which is the only, which is the beginning of the season for non 
rabid fans. You remember way back in like episode three or four or five, one of those episodes when we were talking about coronavirus and the effect on the NBA, we said, and I quote, they will not miss Christmas Day. The NBA won't miss Christmas no, Day. No, we know that. We called it, dude. But here's the Everybody thing. was saying January, yada, 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 like February. No, fuck no. Nah. They ain't missing Christmas, homie. I think what's not being talked about is the fact that, or I, I think it is being talked about somewhere, and I'm sure it's being thought about by the league and its players. The Olympics are lurking at the end of next summer. They cannot, you, you, you cannot, I mean, the league is becoming more and more international. And the Olympics that were supposed to be this past year, they will take place. Yeah. And this is going to be an interesting Olympics, too. Like, you got to think about all the foreign players. It's LeBron's that, last. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. If he Oh, for sure plays. it's LeBron's last. If, if he, he, he might not even play. If he plays. I mean, there's there's a lot of young guys. Dude, you know Melo's going to try to suit up. You know Melo's yeah. going to try to get out there and win a 19th gold medal. Yeah. A 19th. That's what he that's his thing. Yeah. That's Melo's thing. Yeah. Well, he's he's USA Melo out there. He's a different animal out there, man. Yeah. Dude, he's like He's always the best player when they're up by 35 points against like Paraguay <laughs> or something. It's a bullshit. Um, well, dude, I mean, you got to think of all the teams. Like, you've got Kristaps out that's going to be out there. You got Luca that's going to be out there. Australia's going to have a fucking squad. Ben Simmons, it, Joe Ingles. Those are all the possibilities. Is what I'm saying. I don't know the dates. Big friend of the for podcast, the Olympics, Joey. but here's the thing: like, it's supposed to be right after this. It's like a month before this. If after the, the NBA ends. somehow cannot manage to complete the season before the start of the Olympics, dudes are not leaving. Yeah. They're just going to be real pissed about it, but they are not leaving the money to go play for Argentina. No. Or, or USA for that matter. No, the, the NBA is going to have the season done before then. Though. They have to. They, ha- but like, they have the to. The Olympics are so important to the NBA now as far as spreading the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and I think just the lingering stuff like I really think that like lost in all of it, Kobe Bryant was going to be at the forefront of all the entire Olympics this past year. And now is with it being LeBron's last, uh, probably whoever the is it Shashevsky still? Uh, it is currently. I think he's actually about to get usurped though. Like he's going to step down. Uh, Popovich would be the next in line, but I doubt he even takes it. There's, probably the last run for one, whoever that guy yeah. is. I Lloyd mean, Pierce is actually on that staff. I don't know if he would be next in line. I don't. I don't think that's how Atlanta it works. Hawks head coach Lloyd Pierce. Atlanta Hawks coach. OG. Uh, are the Lloyd Atlanta Pierce. Hawks shopping that uh, all? all <laughs> The valuable number six overall pick. Oh yeah, I sent you that last in the night. in the world's shittiest draft. Are they really the headline of that? I didn't of course, they're it. shopping it. But Spencer shop- sends me a story from CBSSports.com. You may have heard of them, reputable source. <laughs> uh, headline says. Well, that was why I was so surprised because usually those articles come out on like Bleacher Reporter. I thought it was going to be the Onion. Headline yeah. says Atlanta Hawks shopping number six overall pick want to contend immediately, per reports. Well. <laughs> Well, well, hey, of, you know what? I, I'd like to shop my Civic, and I'd like a Ferrari, per reports. Like, you don't... Number six overall in the shit draft is not going to do it, friend. Yeah. A lot of times you see GMs trying to, like, deke other GMs by releasing stuff like leaking that. Like, leaking. Or it's agents. But like usually, the if they're doing that, they're trying to drive the value of the pick up by saying, we really love this player, we love this player, so it's going to be harder for you to get my pick. I don't know what the Hawks are doing by saying this, unless it just, like, accidentally got out. You know what I mean? Because you're not making the value go up by telling people they could that package number six theoretically with. Unless we talked about like this a, before, yeah. but but then like, who are you gonna get that's not gonna mess up the plan 
that's going to help. The plan is not to contend next year. The plan is to make the playoffs next year, I would think, right? Yeah. Like your year, your year half, like you're the almost to year one of the hopefully five, what, six year one. What this means to me is that they're looking out over the free agent landscape and they're saying, okay, we're not enamored with this in terms of like building pieces for the future. So maybe they'll try and like buy like overspend for a year and a half like a lot what the like what the we've seen the Braves do. I honestly think with Giannis questionable in Milwaukee. Yeah, we just saw Miami win the East well, without being that great. They're looking. The Hawks got to be looking around and being like, dude, the East. It ain't open. It, yeah, we're not it, that far out here. Well, you got to look at what the Nets just did. They went from being awful one year, good the next year, like good culture team the next year, signed Kyrie and Durant. Yeah. That very same year. So the Hawks have got Steve to be Nash. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you see Kevin Durant's hair? No, 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 I didn't. No. I'm down. I'm down to talk about anything Kevin Durant because this guy cannot keep his mouth shut. Did you see the? Did you see the thing about how he was like? I don't know why they keep calling LeBron the goat. I beat LeBron twice in the finals back to back. No, I don't. I mean, click on anything. Absolute. Cl- I mean, yeah. Absolute I mean, he wears cool t-shirts sometimes. Are you stoked for the draft on November 18th? You're an NBA draft guy. Um, As a Hawks fan, it's sort of your only thing. Yeah. Right? I'm uh yeah, I'm gonna be watching, assuming we keep our pick. I'm gonna be watching to see if they trade the pick. But the second the Hawks draft, I'm out. Like I'm I'm not like I'll say this, the Celtics have three first round picks. Now albeit none of them in the top like five or anything. Yeah. But Danny Ainge has definitely pulled off some famous draft day trades involving True. picks. The back half of this draft is going to have its normal value, too, is what a lot of people are saying. So, like, a, uh, the 15th overall pick will still be the 15th overall pick in any other draft. It's just not. It's the top picks. There's so many question marks that nobody knows what to expect. You know what I mean? So yeah, that I value's think there's no – I mean, if Anthony Edwards from Georgia is going in the lottery well, – It was already going to be like that, and then all these other question marks got thrown because you didn't see guys play out the season. You saw, like – Well, even ball is a question yeah, mark. Yeah, like – Everyone's got a question mark, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's no sure thing. Um, are you a have you ever been costume guy? Like w- w- Halloween, I've never been. You know, costume I work guy. at a bar. I gotta, you know. Yeah, I but like I mean, the... like what's your like? I, we'll talk about your probably your most famous one in a second. Yeah. But like, are you like clever costume or just like like clown nose and? I'll say this: I went as a. Uh, you know what I mean? I went as a Rubik's like cube a when I was like twelve. That's creative, right? It was just a big cardboard box that I cut holes in. That was pretty fun. But I don't know. I was had never like a cool costume ever. Anything I ever did was funny. I blame that on my parents. Yeah, I blame that on my parents. Is there anything less cool than guy going as a sexy outfit for you know what I mean? Like for Halloween, a dude. Yeah, like girls do it. It's already not like great. I, I see it and kind of cringe, but it's still hot. I mean, girls. This is like their. This is their. This is their whole. Their moment in the sun. I mean, every Halloween. It's just, what a beautiful, beautiful day. But the thing is, <laughs> I think there are way, 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 way too many couple costumes. Oh, I hate that. And I get why they would oh, do I them, hate but that. it's just like, ew. You do that, if you're a dude, you do that just so like she'll shut up about it. Well, you like, don't have a say in it. I yeah, mean, that too. I don't have a say in what I'm being this year. My niece is making all yeah. this dress up. Oh, I didn't even think about that. We're taking her, uh, we're taking my niece uh, trick or treating. This will be the first time I've been. Is trick or treating gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure it'll happen like in neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Can your niece, like, would your niece wear a mask? Oh, it's Halloween. Yeah. Oh, it's Halloween. Almost everyone's gonna be wearing masks. Masks. Halloween. That's all I'm wearing for Halloween. It's like a, a Halloween Whoa. mask. You could be like a doctor. Like, I mean, you are. Yeah, I guess I could. I'm not going to do that, though. 
especially not in this year. You could be like, I'll give somebody like hardcore PTSD. Dude, All right, not. so well, in relation, maybe I'll wear just a Justin Turner jersey this year and just not wear my mask. I just won't wear a mask. I'll just walk around kissing and hugging everybody. So that that segues nicely into the Jose Fernandez. Uh, what was it, Jose Fernandez? My right? God, Jeez. you can't even get this yeah. guy's name right. Rest Jose- in peace, the late great. Jose Fernandez. I said it pitch, right. Yeah, pitcher yeah. for the. I panicked for a second and thought it was Hernandez, but it's Fernandez. You yeah, gotta yeah. get that right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get that one right. He Yikes. died tragically. And I wore his costume the next month. So you had chosen Jose Fernandez so, dies okay, on a okay. speedboat. What gets lost in this story is that you have to tell the story. No, 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 no. What gets what gets lost in that what gets lost in this story is that that Halloween we had decided as a as a staff that we were all going as people that died that year. I wasn't about to be the person they like picked for me. I think it was like Prince. Or, no, no, no. One another guy was Prince, but it wasn't like a flattering costume, right? So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. What can I do? Boom, Jose Fernandez dies. So I'm like, I can go as a baseball Topical. player. So like, yeah. I think he dies somewhere in like. He was on a boat. Right. It was a while, but it was and a we while didn't know before this yet. Halloween. He was doing blow. It was a while like, before Halloween. Down, dude. Yeah, yeah, that he died, right? Yeah, so, it was like a couple months before Halloween. Right, and then the week of Halloween, the autopsy report comes back. Yeah, and you find out that there's alcohol, and not that it's any less sad. It yeah. just becomes like this a the, little more wild. The boat was going over 100 miles per yeah. hour. There were apparently like yeah. strippers and stuff on the boat. And I stuck to my guns. I'd already, I'd already, you had put, already had the neon. You had yeah. the Marlins guy <laughs> Fernandez colored jersey. Yeah. You were out I there, fresh, but dude, too, that man. night you had to have gotten so many looks. Oh, dude, where, was, where everybody dudes just looked at you and they were just like, "No." Everybody was like, "Dude, that's no. fucked up, man." Like some people were like, thought it was like dark humor, and they got it. Other people were like pissed. And you're like, sometimes you <laughs> gotta like, whatever, be like, dude. "No, no, no, listen, we chose it. This was like a planned <laughs> thing, like three weeks ago. I didn't know about the autopsy report. Yeah, no, 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 no. I stuck fault. to it. I stuck to it. I think one of the guys wanted to put like powder underneath my nose or something. I was like, "No, we're not going that far with it, dude." <laughs> no, would have been funny. No, that I don't think that would have landed either. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been funny, but it would have been fun. I don't All right, know. I want to close one of those things when you're bartending, you tend to not give a shit what anybody thinks. Yeah, I would not know about that. Um, I want to close with one more thing regarding Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern last week, and, and just to be clear, we're recording this <clears throat> on Wednesday. Bless you. My bad. We're recording this on Wednesday, uh, and the Falcons play Thursday night. So does Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern versus South Alabama. Falcons versus Panthers. Georgia Southern last week had another awful offensive showing. And Spencer, I'm just going to talk at you and at the audience. I know you're not going to discuss Southern with me, but I want to get this off my chest. I saw the shot where it's went down. Well, he had to go like, into right? the locker room for an IV because it was okay. like super hot up okay, there that was it. in Myrtle Beach. But yeah, the offense didn't score a point in the second half. They lost to number 25, Coastal Carolina. Could have beaten them. Georgia Southern's better. Than Carol- Coastal Carolina, but Coastal Carolina is five and zero. The thing is that Georgia Southern's fan base, and I know them well. You, yeah, I know them been, pretty well. Like you, you've come around them. No one can question their allegiance and passion. Yeah. Like that is not up for debate anymore. These people are tired of the offensive coordinator, and I mean it is rampant. There are like notable people and alumni that have always been on the side of the program. And the coaches and you know don't, don't yeah say have their back bad. yeah it is the tide is really Trenched. turning yeah, yeah. And, and I find myself because look they have not been good offensively and they weren't to start last year either but I find myself wondering like you have a fourth year quarterback in Wirtz 
your best players, your running backs, your receivers, and Wes Kennedy, a lot of the defense, all seniors, the last thing you want to do is in the last half of this guy's career, shy words, make like change coordinators. And it's not like yeah. you're it's not like you can go hire a bunch of people now to run the option offense. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna where are you gonna pick them from? Is it actually the offensive coordinator's fault, do you think? So I think I he's mean, been bad. But really? I but like the thing is that Wes Kennedy, their best player by far, and probably one of the thirty forty best players in the country, period. Uh, got four rushing attempts and or I'm sorry, yeah, four rushing attempts and two receptions in a game that they scored fourteen points. Yikes, dude. That's tough, but guess how many plays they ran? They ran fifty five plays. So like you gotta get fifteen carries for words, you gotta get fifteen for your best running back, JD. If you're only running fifty five plays and the other team's running seventy, you yeah. run out of so like you you don't want to change just like three and outs? Over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, it was again. just bad, like really? bad blocking, bad bad scheme, untimely penalties. Like, but here's the thing, and, and I'll end it here, Spencer. If if you're clamoring about the offense and the offensive coordinator, but you're not at least rethinking the option, and I don't want to talk, you know, heresy here. I know they love the option in Statesboro. You can't have it both ways. The option is what the option is, and there are limited, very limited number of coordinators that are worthy of having a job like at Georgia Southern. Yeah. You cannot fire your offensive coordinator in the middle of the season if you're an option team. It's not an option. No pun intended. Yeah. It's, dude, it just doesn't – I mean, I'll say it for you. It doesn't make sense to me to take the other parts of the playbook completely out. I, I understand if you want to run the option like 50% of a time or a high, higher percentage of a time than a normal team, but those basic – like. The other place should be in there too. It just always comes down to the players to me. Uh, you got to blame it on senior. Like these guys, are, they got to be better. They got one more shot. They got to be better. They were brought in. They were higher rated players. They're it's better just, players. It's a better plan roster. For that all week long. Well, like, I mean, it's thing. worked before. Like, yeah, I guess. It's man, but before. it's never going to be like consistent year to year, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, you can be scoring more than fourteen points. And true. Like, yeah, yeah. They didn't even rush for a lot of yards. Is my That's all I got on Georgia Southern. It's honestly. fascinating to watch, and I think Thursday night. If you're listening to this, you know, as soon as it comes out, tune in Georgia Southern Thursday night. If they lose to South Alabama, I'm telling you, Statesboro might burn to the ground. Anything else? I'd be down for that. Anything else from you? No, that's it. Tell the people about that underscore. Oh, you follow me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't forget the underscore. It's at Spencer Maddox underscore. And me at Jadon Sports on Twitter, uh, at Podcast Grits for the show account. Hotgritspod at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple. Five stars only. Tell your friends, only your cool friends. Click subscribe. Go to Spotify. Follow and download our episodes. And uh, thank you guys once again. Next week, Spencer, this is our last episode in the independent lasagna cave. Next well, we got week, a new, we're on. We got a new studio next week, huh? Thank, thank you to the listeners, and thank you to people like John Carr, Brady Electric, Coaches we're coming Carr. up, baby. The come up, come up. Next week is the Herschel Walker episode. We're almost... To season three, dude. Wild. Herschel Walker or Paul Pierce episode. Could be either one. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next time. And until then, stay safe and wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.